This is the part of our Sunday gathering where we just meet together and, and read the Bible and allow it to speak to our, our lives and our hearts. And have you ever had a moment where someone's trying to explain something to you and finally the penny drops? Have you had that moment? Like you try and explain something for weeks and weeks and weeks and they still don't get it. And then eventually the penny drops and you go, ah, I finally get what you're trying to say. And no amount of explanation, no amount of demonstration, no amount of like trying to show people is, is working. And I don't know about you, but in those moments, I get frustrated. I don't have patience in those moments. I was like, why can't you get it? You know, but I'm going to read a story today which talks about such a story where the penny finally drops and everybody goes, ah, we get it. We completely get it. We we get what you're trying to say. And the penny that dropped in this story is for people who understood finally what it meant for you and I, or people in general, to be holy. What does that even mean? What does it mean to be holy? And the moment I said that, in case you've heard that word before, you've already got uh, ideas in your head on what that means. Maybe it's behavior modification. Maybe it's living in such a way that you don't make any mistakes. What does it mean to be holy? And these moments, we can just go, ah, I think I know what that means. But today I'm going to read a story where the penny finally drops for people and go, oh, that's what it means to be holy. What is that? That's what it means when God says you've got to be holy or this is a holy day and we're going to read this story. It's a bit of a story that's got lots of names of people, so don't get stuck in that bit. And I'm going to read from Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 1 and this is what it says. By the time the seventh month arrived, the people of Israel were settled in their towns and all the people gathered as one person in the town square in front of the water gate and they asked for the scholar Ezra to bring the book of the revelation of Moses that God had commanded Israel. So this is what's going to happen, right? So this guy called Ezra is going to bring this Bible, you'll see it in a minute, and he has this tailor-made stage that he's going to stand on and this law of Moses or the book of Moses or the Bible that we've got in our hands is about to be read and all these people have gathered to hear Moses being read through Ezra and Ezra is going to give and say this is what the Bible says and so people have gathered because they've been through a crazy time their whole town was burnt but they've now rebuilt the entire town imagine what this country would have been like after the war and everything is rebuilt back again all the buildings are up everybody's back up and everything is up and people are in this moment and they're about to read the revelation of Moses let's keep going verse 2 so Ezra the priest brought the revelation to the congregation, which was made of both men and women, everyone capable of understanding. It was the first day of the seventh month. He read it facing the town square, the water gate, from early dawn until noon in the hearing of men and women, all who could understand it. How many of you think that's a long Bible reading? If you stand in front of the town square and you start reading the Bible from early in the dawn all the way till noon and it says men and women were sitting there or standing there and they're listening to this. The Bible says all the people listened. They were all years to the book of Revelation. Verse 4. The scholar Ezra stood on a wooden platform constructed for the occasion and he was flanked on the right by all those people whose names I cannot pronounce. So we're going to go to verse 5. Ezra opened the book. Every eye was on him. He was standing on a raised platform and he opened the book 
and everyone understood. You think at this moment the penny is dropped, right? After a long time, people have read the Bible from dawn till noon, and it says everyone understood. Verse 6, Then Ezra praised God, the great God, and all the people responded and said, Oh yes, yes, with their hands raised high, they fell to their knees in worship of God and their faces to the ground. Then all those people (laughs) explained the revelation while people stood listening respectfully. So this is what's happening. This guy called Ezra is standing here and he's reading. And then all these guys are among the people explaining to people what Ezra has just read. Can you picture this? And so everyone's listening. Everyone's understood the story. The pennies finally dropped. They translated the book of Revelation so that the people could understand it. And they explained the reading. Nehemiah the governor along with Ezra the priest the scholar the Levites who were teaching the people said to the people watch this this day is holy to God your God don't weep and carry on they said this because all the people were weeping as they heard the words of the revelation you think the penny dropped But the penny hadn't really dropped because as the people were being explained, they were trying to say, hey, this is what the word actually means. This is what the Bible is actually talking about. And everybody starts crying. And Nehemiah goes, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is a holy day. And because this is a holy day, the one thing you're forbidden from doing is crying. The one thing you're forbidden from doing is grieving. The one thing you're forbidden from doing is mourning. Because whenever we read the book of Revelation, what we're trying to pass on is not bad news, it's good news. Every time the Bible's opened, and we've got to think, well, if Moses, the law was opened, and it was good news, what about now when we believe that we don't come here to follow rules and laws, we come here to believe in Jesus who died in our place and he's died and he's risen again. They said this because all the people were weeping as they heard the words of Revelation. Verse 10, he continued, go home, prepare a feast, holiday food and drink, share it with those who don't have anything. This day is holy to God. Don't feel bad. The joy of God is your strength. If you ever want to live a life where your day is holy, here's what you got to do. Live in a way that you're celebrating life. Live in a way that you realize that your joy is found not in the strength of your ability. Your joy is not found in the strength of how people treat you. Your joy is not found in how the country is going to turn out. Your joy comes from the strength of God. And when you realize that, that is what a holy day looks like. It's a day of joy. It's a day of celebration. It's a day when you go home and eat and drink. Why? Because the good news is that God is strong even when we are weak. That's what holy looks like. Because everybody thought the penny had dropped, but the penny hadn't dropped because everybody was just crying when they read the Bible. I wonder how you read the Bible. Do you read the Bible and go away and go, gosh, this is bad news. This makes me feel like crying. I don't even like this. Actually, if you really understood what it was, you would be happy. Verse 11, the Levites came to the day quiet now. This is a holy day. Don't be upset you know some people when you look at them you think they're holy and you look at their faces and you think oh man what's going on with you does holy really mean walking around with long faces and does holy really mean walking around in such a way that everybody goes what's wrong with him oh no he's just got a long face why because he's the he's the holy type 
He's the holy type. She's the holy type. That's the exact opposite of what the Bible is saying. It's saying if you want to be holy, the one thing you're not allowed to do is have a long face. Be happy. Rejoice. Be glad. Eat some food. Drink some wine. That's what the Bible's teaching us. And I'm asking you, if these guys got that meaning, at last the penny dropped when they were reading Moses, which is really a bunch of rules and regulations, which goes to show that the Bible really is not a bunch of rules and regulations because the meaning behind that is that the joy of God is your strength. We now, every day when we come together, we're not reading a bunch of rules and regulations. Our job this morning is to point to somebody that's more perfect than rules and laws and regulations his name is Jesus and he is the person who has made a difference in our lives and when we look at him his joy becomes our strength and we become holy people you know what that means we rejoice that God is strong even though we're weak in fact let's just switch versions if we can we're currently on the message version if we can go to the ESV please and go from verse 8 again they read from the book from the law of God clearly and they gave the sense so that the people understood the reading the Nehemiah who was the governor the priest the scribe the Levites who taught the people said to the people this day is holy to the Lord your God do not mourn or weep for all the people wept as they heard the words of the law today is the same story lots of people think the pennies dropped they feel they've understood the Bible. They feel they've understood Christianity. They feel they've understood what it means to be holy. But you look at their faces, you look at their lives, and you think, what's wrong with you? What's actually wrong with you? Why is it that you look so miserable? Because if you really understood what it means to be holy, it'll show on your face. And that's why in Beacon Church, we believe that the best way to fight our battles is to celebrate, be joyful, rejoice, knowing that the joy of the Lord is your strength. Can I just say to all the people who think they're really deep by putting on a long face because you're holy, you're not really holy. You're not fooling anybody. That's not what holiness looks like. That's not what holiness looks like. Holiness looks like celebrating the fact that joy of God is your strength. That's what holiness looks like. For all the people wept as they heard the words of the law. Look at verse 10. Then he said to them, go your way, eat the fat. Come on, someone say, that's for me. Drink sweet wine. Who's up for that? And send food to anyone who's got nothing ready. Why? Because this day is holy. Don't be grieved. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Verse 11. So the Levites calmed all the people and said, quiet, quiet, be quiet, because this is holy and you're not allowed to be grieved. That's what holy looks like. I wonder what holy looks like to you. And all the people went their way to eat and drink and to send food and to make great rejoicing because finally... They had understood the words that were declared to them. Can I just say to you, if the penny finally drops, everything that is shared from the Bible will never be bad news. It will always be good news. When the penny finally drops, everything that is read, whether it's from the Old Testament or the New Testament, even if it is the law of Moses, when the penny finally drops, everything about God will cause you to rejoice, 
be glad, eat some food, drink some wine, get together with people and have a good time. You know why? Because our celebration is not in our performance. Our celebration is that the joy of God is our strength. That's what we're celebrating. I wonder how you view holiness. I wonder whether the penny has finally dropped for you. I wonder whether we can look at your face and we can figure out whether you're actually living a holy life or not. I wonder whether we can look at your body language and find out whether you're really living a holy life or not because you see somebody who has understood I am weak but God is strong. I'm not enough but God is enough. I'm not holy but God is holy. I sometimes sin but God has made me righteous. I don't have any right to stand before God on my own but because of Jesus I have confidence to stand there. Anybody who understands that your strength is not in yourself, your strength is in God, the only reasonable expression that comes out of that is what? Wow, I can't believe this. This is too good to be true. That's why it's called the gospel, the good news. That God has made all things possible. Man, I remember growing up as a child, as a Christian, and the moment somebody would talk about being holy, I'd get scared. I'd be worried. I'd be like, oh no, I'm going to be found out. So we become serious. And we wipe the smile of our faces and we put on long faces and we become serious and we stop eating and we stop drinking, we stop rejoicing, we stop having a good time. Why? Because we're trying to be holy. We're trying to be holy. And some of us became professional Christians because we're actually holy Monday to Saturday. And when you come into church, we're like, oh, this is a holy place. Wipe that smile off. Stop smiling. Stop. This is the, this is the house of God. You, do you not know how to behave in here? Make sure you, you, you have to act holy. Who taught you that? Where do we get that from? That's what religion does. But the relationship with God says this. If you truly understand what it means to be holy and the penny drops, there'll be a smile on your face. There'll be a spring in your step. They'll be eating and drinking and rejoicing. They'll be getting together with other people and say, hey, listen, the joy of the Lord is our strength. So no amount of reading from here will cause the penny to drop. No amount of explanation from here will cause the penny to drop. And my desire today is that God by his Holy Spirit will cause the penny to drop in all of us finally that rejoicing is a lifestyle being happy is a lifestyle having a spring in your step is a lifestyle and no matter what is against you today you've got to rejoice in the fact that God is for you and his joy can be your strength his joy can be your strength that is the gospel that is the good news can you imagine these governors these leaders coming around to the people and say hey shh, quiet you're not allowed to cry why? Because this is good news, not bad news. Shh, you're not allowed to cry. Why? Because God is holy. Shh, you're not allowed to cry. Why? Because this is a holy day. We're in a holy place. The only thing that's allowed is celebration. Not mourning and weeping. You know, a few moments ago, you may have seen some people lift their hands while we were singing. You may have seen a few people shout. While they were singing, you may have seen a few people clap while they were singing. And this happens almost every weekend across this country in football stadiums all over this country. Where people are standing when they sing for their team. And they're lifting their hands and they're shouting and they're rejoicing. The only difference is they're shouting hoping that their team is going to win. 
We're rejoicing and shouting because our team has already won. Jesus has won the day. 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 So rejoicing is in order. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Jesus has won the day. He has died. He was buried. He has risen again. Now anybody who believes in Jesus, even though they die on this earth, they will live again. And they are more alive today than they have ever been in their life. Why? Because we celebrate the fact that this is a holy day. We serve a holy God. And we are a holy people because our joy is not in ourselves or in the government. Our joy is in God. And that's why you see people getting excited in here. It's not because they have problems and everything's hunky-dory in their life. Actually, some of us have just come to a place where we realize that there isn't a single battle Jesus has lost. And he is not going to lose another battle in the future. So we celebrate knowing we're already on the winning side. And we're singing from victory, not for victory. So I want to leave you with that thought and ask you this question. Perhaps today is the day for some of you where the penny will finally drop. And the penny dropping is this. You're not here to fight a battle. Jesus is for all your battles. You're not here to put on a long face because that's what holiness looks like. Actually, holiness looks just the opposite. It looks like happiness. It looks like a spring in your step. But you say, well, I've got so many challenges in my life. Well, the only way that will go is if your faith is in Jesus and you pretend sometimes to say, am I pretending? Is this whole thing faith a pretense? But then the Holy Spirit, God, comes to you and gives you assurance. This is not fake. I can't explain it. As Maisie said a moment ago, something happened, but I can't describe it. That's what it's like. That's what faith is like. We, we don't have an explanation. We don't have a, a description sometimes. We can't always put a finger on it. But some of us know that as I'm saying these words, something is happening on the inside and the penny is finally dropping that living a holy life means living from a place of victory, not from a place of defeat, not from a place of warfare, trying to fight a battle that you think you're going to win one day.